Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Uh, interesting week in wrestling this week. We had Wrestle Dream on Sunday. We did. We and did. Fast Lane, we just finished watching as we record this uh, late in the evening on Saturday night. Yeah, we. Uh, I think on our last episode, we talked about the fact that we were going to be cutting out and watching Wrestle Dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. In fact, in a Whiskey and Wrestling first, we uploaded the episode right here from the Whiskey and Wrestling, stu- Whiskey and Wrestling Studios at McNarb Gaming in Goshen, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm just going to claim these as, as hey, our studios. You know what? We were here first. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, like, like Michael said, we're, we're sitting here. It is now 10 o'clock at night. And we are watching, we just finished watching Fastlane, which was basically just a glorified episode of Raw, yeah. almost. I mean, it was good. Uh, it was a good show. Like, I mean, the matches were all very serviceable. Yeah. Um, but you, yeah. You keep saying, you keep using that word serviceable, which implies that you don't think that they're good. <sighs> no, it implies that I think they're, they're, they're okay, right? Okay. Um, when I... By that, what I mean is, you know, we've gotten so used to a lot of the uh, wrestling from WWE is very not great. <clears throat> and even some of the stuff from AEW is not great. And then we have these these five-star, you know, blow your, your socks off matches. Like, we'll talk about a couple that were on WrestleDream. Um. Everything here was it was good, but there was there was not a single match on this card that is memorable. I guess yeah. is the best way to put that. Okay, yeah, I'm fair. Um, That's fair. They, they were good. I don't feel cheated, but right. yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk more about Fastlane here in a little bit. Right. Right now, Jason, tell me what is this sickly sweet smell that okay. is in the room with us? So, I, I was attempting. I was going to get some mead. Okay. Saw a, a, a there's a brand called uh, Dansk okay. Mjod, which is M-J-O-D, and that's the best way I can figure out how to pronounce that. Uh, we have had it before, not on the show, but I think it was a couple of years ago now, we made a tavern punch, and it included it. Uh, the bottle's still sitting here in the studio. Wasn't that Viking blood that you yes, used last time? it was Viking blood. It's made by Dansk Mjod. The, okay. That's the okay. company, right? Well, they've got one out called Odin Skull, which is a sour apple mead. Ooh. And I looked in Mississippi. I looked in Alabama. And I looked in Florida for this stuff. I can't find it. Um, if you had asked me, I would have looked in Louisiana for you because I was out there today. So, you know, talked with Big Dog. Unfortunately, it doesn't even look like Mississippi can order it. Wow. So, yeah. Maybe one difficult. It's on Curiata. If only we lived in a sane state that treated... I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That goes into (laughs) politics. That treated us like adults. We're not going to get into politics. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, I was in the uh, the liquor store down in Pensacola. 
which, which was where I was looking for it, right? And the guy says, you know, hey, yeah, this is the mead we've got. And I walk over there, and there were a couple of different brands there that I've never heard of. But then I see this bottle, and it brings me back memories of 20, 23 years ago-ish, 20, 22 years ago. We're drinking Baron Yager. And some of you out there may be thinking, well, is that like uh, Jägermeister? Like, the, the name sounds familiar, right? No. So Baron Yager is a honey liqueur. Originally, like the the original the, the recipe and the original reasoning for this, it was used by German bear hunters. They would put they would they would uh, ferment this down and put it in burlap sacks that they would hang from tree limbs. Bears would go would smell the honey. They would go bite into the burlap. They would get their teeth and claws hung in it. Get drunk to the point where they really couldn't get out, it made them very easy targets to shoot. So, the bottle used to come in a little brown burlap sack thing. Uh, that was kind of the calling card of it. It doesn't do that anymore, uh, but it still smells exactly like it used to. It is, let me grab the bottle here. It's only 35% alcohol by volume. So, what's that? 70, 70 proof. proof. So it's not up to the normal where we drink. They had a version that was a whiskey uh, that was mixed with this. I almost got that. No, if you're going to do this, you want to start out with the regular stuff. Right. But my thought there was, okay, that to me that might taste more like Bushmills honey or Mm. Jack honey or something like that. And I wanted more of the, hey, this is Baron Yager. So, because I was pretty sure Michael had never tasted this. I've never um, even heard of this before. Now, I'm not going to lie. Looking at it in the bottle, I'm like, okay, yeah, that looks and sounds interesting. Let's taste it. Yeah. Then I've smelled it, and I'm, I'm continuing like, to smell it. It is it is golden. Like, it is it is honey. Yeah, it, it, it looks... It pours thick. Yeah, it looks just like honey. It doesn't pour quite as thick as as honey, but no, no, no. It does look like honey, but this is and it smells like honey. This is the stuff that I used to drink back in college. Like this, or aftershock for those out here that are old and remember that. Uh, I don't even think aftershock exists anymore. Now, I I will say I was looking at the bottle. The the caramel color is added. Is this is a distilled spirit? Distilled. So when you distill it, it's going to be clear. So. But so we're going to give it a shot anyway, yeah, right? Yeah, let's do it. Cheers. I'm scared. What do you think? It's honey. It is. It 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 like it's honey with a little bit of burn. And it's not a like like you said, it's 70% alcohol or yeah. or 70 proof. So for us, compared to right. the the we're, we've been hovering around ninety to one hundred proof yep. lately, that's nothing. Mm-mm. But it but is, yeah. it is spicy honey. Yeah, like this is I've used it back in the day. You know, you take this, you squeeze a little bit of lemon juice in it, you heat it up in the microwave, and it makes a an amazing toddy. Uh, if yep. you're you know stuffed up, your throat's sore. I imagine this in in some sort of a mixed drink, 
uh, is probably where it's going to shine the best. Like I, I have, I don't really necessarily want to drink it straight. I mean, it's going to replace. If you put this in something, it's going to replace like your simple. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like the the one that they had that was mixed with whiskey. I kind of want to try that now to see if it's closer to an old fashioned. Or if it's more like a, oh, this is whiskey that just has honey flavoring in it. Yeah. So. Um, it's not bad. Please do not take me being like No, this weird. is. this is It is not bad. Well, it's a liqueur, right? Yeah. So most of them aren't really made to just drink. Sip on them. Um, they're made to mix. So. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's very good. But it's honey. It, the smell of it mm-hmm. is sweeter than the taste. Mm-hmm. It, it smells like diabetes. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. But it tastes... But it's honey, so it's okay for you. Yeah. It <laughs> tastes just like honey. Like, literally, it just tastes like yeah. you're you're putting some honey. Like, you could go You could go grab a packet of honey that you get at, like, Starbucks or something like that. You're going to put in your tea and just pull it between your teeth, and there you go. It's yeah. just got a little more burn to it because it does have that alcohol in it. Mixing that into, like, a, a cake frosting? Mm-hmm. Would be really good. Yeah, it, you know, if you're going for some sort of, sure. Yeah, pour it over, pour it over a cake, more like you would like a rum cake or something. Yeah, that would be. I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, put it in your tea. Put it in tea. Have, it, you, <laughs> have, you, have you some spiked tea in the morning, right? So, tea, Earl Grey, hot. Add, <laughs> add, add alcoholism. Yeah. Um, so. Really tonight, we're going to talk about Wrestle Dream. We're going to talk about uh, Fast Lane, but we do want to go ahead and put out here uh, sentencing guidelines for Tamara Sitch. So Sunny have been released. Yeah, she hasn't been sentenced, right? No, she has not been sentenced. I believe this, this is either later this month or late yeah. next month. But this is the prosecutor's request. So what the yep. prosecutors are asking for. It was 26 and a half years. Yeah. Uh, said that she is a threat to society. And that, that is a quote. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, even, I think even the the, min, the the mandatory minimums, like 10 years. Yeah, according to, and, and this is all from, from one source, all yeah. from the, the transcript that right. and I don't have it in front of me to to say his name, but the transcript of the state attorney who is prosecuting Sonny, and he said that, uh, like you said, that she's a threat to society. He went through all of her criminal history. Yep. Yeah, because uh, this isn't the first time she has been in trouble. Or no, and this isn't the first time she's been in prison. She's she served. Short prison sentences, I think, in Pennsylvania yep. and uh, maybe New York. I'm, I'm not. But uh, so he went through all of her criminal history and added all of that up as to why they should. Why uh, he's asking for what he's asking. Yeah. And while I'm, I'm not a legal expert, but in, in most cases, from what I understand, when they sentence, there's the sentencing guidelines that the judge has to follow. Yeah. And it's a way to standardize sentencing so well, that there's like a chart. You know, yeah. And it's like on, on one axis of it is the severity of the crime. And on the other axis is like recidivism and, you know, yeah, I think kind it's kind of, of like a point system almost of, uh, okay, this is the charge. This is what they've been found yep. guilty. And now to, to, uh, 
to say Sonny did not plead guilty. Mm-hmm. She pled no contest. Right. So what she's essentially saying there is there's enough evidence to convict me. Yes. But I am not admitting guilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that comes with a, okay, and I'm just going to make up numbers here. Right. That comes with a, okay, 10 to 20, uh, 26 year or 10 to 30 year. Let's just right. make it easy. 10 to 30 year sentence. Uh, the judge is initially going to order the 10 years, but there's mitigating factors yep. that things can get added and added kind of stuff that bumps that up. Bumps that up. There's things that she can do mm-hmm. on her end, actions that she can take to lower it. To lower it, and and so they have to kind of sit down and figure it out. And that's so that we don't end up with judges that are looking at somebody and saying, "You're going away for 30 years," yep. and then look at the person next to him. That's the same yep. same crime. Everything is basically the same. Oh, you're going to go away for 10. Yeah, um, and. And again, I don't want to get political on the podcast, no, of course, no. right? But like mandatory minimums have their problems. Like yeah. there are a lot of problems out there with mandatory minimums. Yeah. Um, but there are some things I do feel need that. The problem is a lot of stuff that doesn't have it should, and a lot of stuff that has them shouldn't. But yeah, and, um, and we don't, I mean, if you guys want to talk po- politics with us, yeah. Come find us. Most yeah, of you yeah, listening are our friends. We'll be happy to sit down and have that conversation. Yeah, just, but this is not the the uh, venue for this, that. Uh, and the, the only reason, of course, this is being brought up is because it is Sunny, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, there, there's that. So Sunny's gonna gonna go to prison for for a bit of time. Um. Probably the rest of her life, depending on what the sentencing comes down is. Yeah, it very well uh, could be. She is how old is Sunny now? She's in her fifties, I well, believe. She's in her fifties, so even a even even ten years would put her in the sixties. Uh, and if they get a twenty year sentence or twenty six year sentence, like they're asking for, I mean that's in the seventies. So yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm trying to pull up her age up, but yeah, like I believe she's got to be in her fifties at this point. She's got to be in at least her fifties. So even at fi- even at fifty, okay, she actually is. Aged fifty, so she's fifty. So, so that would be seventy six when she would be able to get out if if that's what's given, and she doesn't get out on good behavior or probation or any of that kind of stuff. So now I, I'm I'm not a if I were a betting man, mm-hmm. if I were a betting man, I'm I would say that she gets fifteen to twenty and is out in ten. That's what I figure. That's um, probably where it'll land. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Now, with that said, we're going to go into, and I guess we'll talk about Wrestle Dream first. Yeah, let's, let's happened, go in chronological order. Yeah, since that happened Saturday, <laughs> last Saturday. Sunday. Uh, Sunday, I mean. And Sunday, I'll say, Sunday, Sunday. Wrestle Dream was really good. There it was, was. There was one match, I think, that stunk up the joint. But all of the other matches were good to phenomenal. I... I really enjoyed Wrestle Dream, and and I have oh, my issues with certain I matches. Absolutely enjoyed it, even with the bad match. I absolutely enjoyed the show. Uh, we we had the pre show, which I'm going to cover the the four mm-hmm. matches that were on the pre show. Unlike tonight with <laughs> Fastlane, where we had a one hour pre show with nothing except talking and building up Fastlane. Um, yeah. On our zero hour is what, of course, let's let's use AEW's term, right? The zero hour. It's a pre show. We had. Uh, I believe last week we were talking about the weirdest four man or eight man tag match ever. 
that had Keith Lee in it, Mercedes Martinez, Diamante, V. Moriarty, Athena, Billy Starks, uh, Kojima, all that in it. They won. Uh, we had Claudio Castagnoli beating uh, Josh Barnett. Luchasaurus beat Nick Wayne. And the acclaimed beat TMDK, which is uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s people. Then we move on to the actual show. We had MJF versus The Righteous for the ROH tag titles. Of course, Adam Cole's ankle explode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was not able to wrestle. MJF, he's not going to be able to wrestle. He's not going to be able to wrestle for a while. MJF defended these titles by himself against The Righteous. MJF retains. Mm-hmm. Um, he said beforehand that he was going to body slam Dutch, which is the big one, and then j- grab Vincent by his nasty dreadlocks and jam his head up Dutch's ass. Mm-hmm. And he did. He yep. body slammed Dutch, and then he threw Vincent's head into Dutch's ass. Then he hit the kangaroo kick and got the pin. So yep. he hit the heat seeker and got the pin. Uh, speaking of Adam Cole, and I think this is a good spot to mention this, we finally heard from Kyle O'Reilly Yeah, on what's going on with him. He had neck fusion surgery. And as a complication of that, he had some nerve damage and his right arm. I can't remember. It was, I think it was his right arm. It was like the C5. It was a, a, there's a term for it, but basically the C5 vertebrae end up, ended up pinching the nerve that goes into your right arm that makes your right arm actually work. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about the fact that he couldn't wipe his ass, he couldn't pick anything up, he couldn't write. He had to he had to learn how to do everything yeah. left-handed. Apparently, yep. like most of us, right. he's right-handed. And I say most of us, most of the most population of the world are right-handed. Um, um, but he had to relearn how to do everything. Yeah. And he's found a treatment now it's that like is this, working for him. This borderline experimental uh it sounded almost like a tens unit, yeah, like a, a souped up tens unit that has been that he's been using, and he's saying that he's getting motion back in his arm. He's able to do things with it. Uh, so, well, he his comment was, "I'm still a long way off from returning, but at least now I know I can return." Yeah. So he it it appears that now he can. I think he's used some form of saying. I, I can see the yes. oasis. What he said, I can see the yeah. oasis. I know it's not it's a not mirage. mirage. Yeah. Um. Next, we have Eddie Kingston versus Shibata. This is for the ROH World Title and the NJPW, so New Japan Open, never open weight titles. <laughs> um, Eddie wins. Again, really good match. Yeah. Um. After it, you know, in the ring. They, they do their thing. Uh, Eddie leaves the ring and lets Shibata's music play. So Shibata gets to, gets to, to, yeah. to pull some of the crowd adoration. We have Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart next for the TBS title. Statlander wins. This was a ridiculously good match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're used to shitting all over AEW in their women's matches and, you know, that they don't feel like they're doing any of the women any justice. Um, and, and when we make those statements, we're not 
saying that to be negative or that we don't like the women. We want right. them to succeed. Exactly. And we're frustrated that the quality that they had been giving us was what it was. And the cool this part match, of this one, yeah, I mean, this match showed it, right? We got Julia Hart. She is, you know, they talked up her winning streak. They talked up how much she's grown. Mm-hmm. She got to show off her athleticism. Statlander got to show off her strength. Like, she hits a, um, almost like a, a, she hits a pile driver. Then while still holding Julia, stands back up, moves her down, and hits the Sunday night special um, yeah. for the win. Now, Julia Hart is apparently going to be taking a little bit of time off. Uh, her and Lee Johnson got married recently. They're going to take a few weeks for a honeymoon. Have fun, enjoy, that kind of thing. Um, I hope it doesn't go off too long because I really don't want her to lose the momentum that she has been building. Yeah, I, I hope that she's gone for a couple two of weeks, weeks, maybe three. Uh, and then you know, back. okay, maybe she's off air for a month, off TV for a month at most. Mm-hmm. But I, I want her to come back. I'd like to see her back before Halloween yeah. because her gimmick just works and, so well for Halloween. And the thing is, like, she's misted Sky Blue and she's misted Willow. I think last night there was a Warrior Wrestling show mm-hmm. where Sky Blue won the Women's Warrior title, but Athena still has it, but Sky won it. However, um, Sky Blue wrestled and her eye was the dark makeup, right? <clears throat> I'm, I'm hoping they do something cool here. Yeah. Maybe maybe you have Willow, who is the perennial baby face. She's able to fight it off, so she stays a baby face, but Sky Blue succumbs to it, and there you go. That might be kind of neat. It, it could also be kind of neat to, to kind of have a House of Black Women's stable. Yeah. I saw somebody on Reddit had mentioned that it would be cool to have, like, the House of Heart or something like that. Uh, that's a sub-faction within House of Black here, but it's, you know, Julia and Sky Blue. I just don't see Willow fitting in that mold. No, I don't see Willow fitting um, in, but also, but if they can recast her, like, and when I say recast like, her, if they, can, if they can take my vision of Willow and yeah. give her an edge. Like, they could give her an edge. She would be an amazing heater. Yeah. Because uh, she's a, I mean, she's a big girl. Uh they could they could make her a really effective heater, but the thing is, her, everything I've seen of Willow mm-hmm. is that take Bailey and add more sunshine and rainbows, right? Yeah. So, um, after that match, we had the Guns versus the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros versus Hook and Orange Cassidy for a chance to uh, fight for the the FTR's titles. Young Bucks win, or yeah, the Young Bucks win. Which I think I had said I figured that either the Guns or Hook and Orange Cassidy would win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said, nah, the Bucks are going to win. So, yeah, the, the Bucks won. Uh, so that was gonna, and I say gonna, set up, I think, uh, Bucks FTR 3. At um, full gear. At full gear, except tonight on Collision. Um. Who was it? Uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill beat FTR in under five minutes to become the AEW champions uh, or tag champions. Uh, Dax took all of the offense in the fight. 
Cash never got in the ring. Yep. So it makes me wonder if he's injured and it's going to be one of those like either A, he's injured and he's going to have some time off, or B, did Tony Khan get the inside track on what's about to happen with his gun charge Mm -hmm. and it doesn't look great. Now, I I don't know much about... I don't know much about Cash Wheeler's uh, criminal history, if he has any. This what I read. I'm. I don't expect much from his gun charge. Yeah, I, at most, I I'm either. expecting probation. Probation and a fine. Maybe, maybe but, like thirty days in jail. I don't yeah. know. But I I'm leaning towards. In this case, I'm leaning towards an, an injury mm-hmm. uh, that he I'm got in towards an injury. Uh, AEW doesn't seem to be doing too much international travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if he's found guilty of this gun charge, could cause some hiccups. But. We'll see what happens, right? Moving from that, we have Swerve Strickland versus Hangman. Um, Swerve wins. Now, this match had a lot of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And at the before there's a match later we're going to talk about, I would have called this the worst match of the night just because of that. The match itself was good. Yeah, Swerve and Hangman can both go. Their AEW just has this problem. They can't seem to get the right amount of interference right. Yeah. They either don't do it and you're like, well, why didn't why wasn't there any interference there? There probably should have been for the story. Or they just go off the deep end with everybody interferes with everything. Yeah. They can't seem to figure out how to not make me hate it. So Swerve apparently wins Hangman's spot. I, sure. Whatever. Whatever that means. Um, we had Ricky Starks versus Wheeler Yuta. Ricky Starks wins. Um, this was a good match. I don't understand why it was on a pay-per-view, really. This was a, a collision match. This was a dynamite match. It wasn't really a pay-per-view match, but it was a good match. Yeah. Then we have match of the year. And I'm going to go ahead and call that Right now, this is my match of the year. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Mm-hmm. They could give these guys a two-hour Iron Man match, and I would not be disappointed. Uh, this match was beyond good. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. There was It was mostly chain and technical wrestling. Mm-hmm. The... The psychology of the fact that Danielson had to win by using a knee strike. Yeah. Which they're already starting to set up for. Right. They're already starting to plant these seeds because the thing was, who's the best technical wrestler? Mm-hmm. And Danielson had to use a strike to win. Yeah. And like, yeah, like this was, this was phenomenal. I don't, I don't even know any, any other way to describe this match. Now I'm going to, talk more about this match in a minute, but I need you to get through the next one before I go into what I want to say. But so, you know, so this match crowd is erupting crowd is on their feet. The 10 whole stars, time. 10 star match, right? So the cooldown match from this, <laughs> we have the Don Callis family, which is Takeshita, uh, Will Ospreay and Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara versus Chris Jericho. Kota Ibusha, and Kenny Omega. Now, 
all six of those men are phenomenal wrestlers. Absolutely. Sammy, Sammy being probably the, the, I don't want to say the weakest, but the most inexperienced, the youngest, and he is still great. All right. Every other man in that match is a mm. veteran. Okay. Yeah. A, a veteran. I, I'm not going to say that Takeshita is on the downslide. No, I won't. But I will say that Kenny is. I will Jericho's say that Jericho is. On the downslide. Will Ospreay is absolutely not on the downslide. Yeah. I wouldn't even put Kenny on a downslide. Kenny is still, Kenny is still at the peak. Now, he's not getting any better. Yeah. But he's still, I don't think he's lost any steps yet. Jericho absolutely has. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing, There's not. we're not taking away from Jericho saying no, that. No, 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 no. Because Jericho is a 56 like year? 56 or so, 55, uh, 56, Somewhere in there. 54, you know, something like that. He, he's a mid-50s year old man. Yeah. And look, guys, there's just some things that our bodies cannot do after a certain age. Yes. <laughs> this match was, without a doubt, the worst match on this card. Period. Mm. Um... There were multiple glaring botches. Mm-hmm. Now, part of me agrees with Jericho from time to time. This is it's a live performance. You're gonna have mistakes. Jericho's comment was there are no botches in wrestling. Bullshit. There's um, botches. There's botches in wrestling. But there are botches that can be covered. There are Camera, there's camera work that can be in certain positions. So even if you do botch, it doesn't get picked up mm-hmm. until the fan video comes out later and it's like, hey, if you see it from this side, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. This match was a cluster F. So I went on Reddit following this match mm-hmm. and I gave Danielson and Saber Jr., I gave them five stars easily. Uh, and then I gave this one negative one and I hit zero until I got bored. Yeah. Stars. Like, <laughs> like and Reddit didn't take kindly to that. Which it's Reddit. Whatever. It's it's, it's 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 Reddit, the internet wrestling community. And what I've been I've been thinking about it. This match had very little psychology. Match was one and a half stars. Yeah. I mean it, one and a half. That that's where I put it. This match had had very little psychology. It was, we're going to go in, we're going to do a bunch of cool stuff. The faces needed to win here. They lost. They lost. But you go back, just like you were talking about with the Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr., there was the psychology of, we're building who's the best technical wrestler, and they're chain wrestling, they're moving about. And Danielson had to use a knee strike. To knock Saber unconscious to get the win. There's psychology there. Somebody replied to my comment with, "Yeah, because this match needed more boring uh, finger manipulation or joint manipulation." Yeah, it did actually. I 100 percent had more. Yeah, that. look, you don't have to enjoy that. Like, I'm not saying everybody has to enjoy wrestling the way I enjoy wrestling. I am. They should have to enjoy it the way we enjoy it. <laughs> but. This was a cluster. There were multiple points. That, there was at one point in time where the ref was being held on to by Osprey. I think yep. it was Osprey. Yeah. 
that should and, and like she was let me go let me go let me go yeah. and that's an immediately disqualification it should have been disqualification there, were, there was multiple times that she saw things that should well, have led to disqualification there, there was a point on both the good side and the bad side where somebody was in an abdominal stretch and the person putting on the stretch reached out and the person on the this was I think it was Osprey had the stretch on Kenny, I mm. think. I don't remember exactly who it was. But Osprey reaches his hand out, and Guevara is standing on the ring apron. He grabs Osprey's hand and leans back and holds his hand out. And Takeshita's on the floor, and Takeshita grabs his hand, and he leans back. And then Callis grabs his hand and leans back. And Aubrey is looking directly at them. Yeah. At one point, she walks over and kicks their hands apart. That is a disqualification. Osprey's holding on to her when the uh, uh, the the end, the the final of the match is where Jericho gets hit in the head with a bat. Yeah, like this match had no psychology. Mm-hmm. There was the good guys needed this win. Absolutely, Callis has beaten Kenny and any form of the elite. Every time they have been together. Kota Abushi. Kota Abushi has one win in AEW. If I did not know who Abushi was, right? If I'm the average American wrestling fan, mm-hmm. never watched New Japan, you know, I've seen what Kenny can do in AEW, so I'm kind of on board with Kenny. I've heard all the big things that, you know, well, let me go back and watch a little bit of Kenny from New Japan. And I see some of the Golden Lover stuff. And then I see Abushi and any of the stuff he's done for AEW. No, that, that can't be the same guy, right? Like, yeah. like when he was in New Japan, he was wrestling with this guy's brother. I mean, that's that's how it was, right? Like, this is yeah. not the same Kota Abushi. No, this is a body double they found, right? Yeah. Like, n- absolutely no showcase now, for Abushi. I, I will say they did give Abushi a little bit of a showcase. He got to Hulk up. He did. He, he got, got to Hulk up, and he, he just dominated for a few minutes. But and it, it meant nothing. It meant nothing. Like Yeah, this match was bad. Like, I'm glad I didn't because there was a point during this match where I was like, you know what? Hey, guys, let's do something else. Yeah. Because we were up here watching it, uh, me and Michael with uh, Brady and Jody uh, from Travelers. So, I was almost like, let's break out a board game. Let's do something, because this match is just garbage. It, it just, it was not good. And it, it, I'm not saying that the performers were bad. The psychology, the story, the booking I'll was even bad. I say some of the performances were bad. There were, there, were an, there were an exceptional amount of botches for the amount of talent that's in that ring. That's what I'm going to say. Moving on from that, we had FTR versus Aussie Open. This probably should have been the match that followed uh, Danielson, Saber, uh, Zach Saber Jr. Um, we end up with FTR winning. You knew they would. It's one of those type of things. The match was good, but there was no chance that Aussie Open was going to beat FTR. It just wasn't going to happen. We then go to our main event. Christian Cage versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship, a two out of three falls match. Something wrong? No. Oh. 
I thought so I missed I, something. No, I'm 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 in the in the news and stuff. Gotcha. So trying trying to get more information on uh, what FTR is doing. Gotcha. So we have Darby gets the first pinfall. Then Christian, and I'm not sure how Darby didn't die during this. Christian is on the apron. The ring steps have been taken down and are facing the ring. Christian throws Darby back first into the step part of the steps Mm. from the apron. Christian gets the count out. (laughs) So you have that going on. Then we get into the ring. While this is while they're checking on Darby on this, because like it looked bad, right? Yeah. So staff is checking on Darby. Christian starts ripping the place up. Like he completely tears the mat and the padding off of the, the boards of the ring. He tears up some of the, the padding around the ring on the concrete. Whole thing. Darby eventually gets back in the ring. They keep going a bit. They don't go very long when out comes Luchasaurus. Well, no. Luchasaurus was banned from the ringside. So was uh, uh, Nick Wayne. Nick, uh, No, not Nick Wayne. Uh, Sting. Oh, yeah. They were banned. Um, they're, they're doing their thing. All of a sudden, Nick Wayne comes down and turns on Darby. Mm-hmm. Starts attacking Darby. Christian wins. So, Christian retains the TNT title. As soon as Christian wins, Luchasaurus comes out, and Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne, and Christian start beating up Darby. Sting comes out. It's Sting! <laughs> he comes out. He starts laying into Luchasaurus and Christian and Darby. I mean, and uh, Nick Wayne, but numbers, because Darby's dead. Um, He gets the trash beat out of him. Mm-hmm. Sting is laying on the on the boards. Christian rolls out of the ring. He grabs two chairs. Hmm. He gets in the ring. He puts one chair under yep. uh, Sting's head. Hmm. He takes the other chair. Oh. Did you mention, and, and maybe I did miss it when I was, was reading, but did you mention that Christian hit Darby with a spear? Oh, no, I did not. But he yeah. hit Darby with a he spear. Hit Darby with a spear. Hmm. <laughs> Christian raises the chair up, and you hear, "You think you know him?" Well, it cuts to black, and yeah, you get a that's vehicle right. promo the, the thing. with him driving uh, a nice classic some, car. In. Some dude, <laughs> we don't we don't know who it is, gets in a classic. I think it was a Camaro. It's a Camaro or a Chevelle. Yeah, I don't know. It I, was a classic muscle car. Yeah. Gets in. He's taking off. As he's driving down the road, the you, you get this like upper view, this air view, and it just says rated R on the street. I missed that the first time, but I, saw I it didn't. Later. I didn't catch that. Screeches up in front of the arena. Lights go out. You think you know him? And you get you think you know him, which is actually done by Beth Phoenix. Yeah. And then on this day, I see clearly. And then smoke, and out comes Adam Copeland. Yep. Comes down to the ring. Just he kind of saunters down to the ring. He gets in and he looks at Christian and he holds out his hand for the chair. And Christian hands it to him. Mm-hmm. 
And then Edge lifts the chair up above his head. Looks like he's about to hit Sting. He's looking at Sting. Swings around and hits Nick Wayne in the back with it. I think um, he hit Luchasaurus first and then no, Nick Wayne. he hit Nick Wayne first because he? Okay. then he throws the chair in Luchasaurus's face, hits the rope, spears Luchasaurus. Christian, of course, gets out of the ring and hightails it up the ramp. We end Wrestle Dream with Adam Copeland is all elite. Shaking hands with Sting. Shaking hands with Sting. Which, by the way, first, first time, time they've ever been, been in the ring together. And he shakes hands with Darby. Edge is all elite. Well, Adam Copeland is all elite. Adam, the rated R superstar, yeah. Adam Copeland. I want I want to get this across mm-hmm. to you guys. The rated R superstar, Adam Copeland, enters the ring to Metalingus. Yeah, this man literally took everything he had that made him Edge in the WWE, except the name Edge. And I'm pretty sure that he will never be able to get the name Edge. Nah. I, I'm now, pretty. He has filed for a trademark for Legend, where Legend is spelled L E D G E N D. Yeah. Um, you know, looking into it a little bit, apparently WWE let the trademark for Rated R Superstar go back in like 2020. Um, they never held any rights to the Alter Bridge song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Adam Copeland made the comment that uh, he's really good friends with those guys. Well, and what what so, he said is apparently his contract with WWE ended on September twenty first. Yep, uh, and so he had what was that nine days, eight days of being able to get ready. So they were able to film that driving vignette. Which the more I think of it, I didn't like. I I felt like it would have been so falls, much more. It, it's very AEW. It falls in another one of those categories of ex WWE star running as fast as possible away yep. from WWE. Think Moxley's jailbreak. Now we have this. Uh there was one other one. Yeah. I but don't who it was though. So so he had eight eight or nine days mm-hmm. to get all of that done. In that time he was able to get with Alter Bridge. Yep. To get the rights to the song. He did everything he could. Yeah. Um he shows up on Dynamite Wednesday night. Uh, him and Christian uh, cut a promo. Yeah. He comes out, he starts telling people, you know, they're, they're chanting Adam Copeland. He's like, it is so weird hearing that. <laughs> yeah, they were chanting Adam. Yeah. And he's like, never heard that one before. And never weird. heard that one before. That's <laughs> weird, you know. Um, He calls out Christian. Christian comes out. Before this, he talks about how he's here, the never-before-seen matches that he can have. Um. You know, with all this new talent that he's never met before, all the people that he's re- he has wrestled with before, you know, all that kind of stuff. Then he calls out Christian. Christian comes down. He says, you know, he, he tells the story that he had told making his rounds about mm. how he asked his kids, you know, what should I do? And they told him to go uh, go have fun with Uncle Jay, which Christian's real name is Jay uh, uh, Russo. Russo. Something like that. Um, to go have fun with, with Uncle Jay. So that's why he's here. He says, we should team back up. We sh- we could take over. We could get all of the uh, the titles. We could do everything possible. Um, we should really, really, really do this. Uh, and Christian kind of looks at him, shrug, and they hug. And while they're hugging, Christian says, 
go f yourself. Yeah, and then breaks the hug. They he, they bleep out they bleep out the f, yeah. but he, like he said it. Yeah, in the arena they heard it. So we get we're gonna get Edge in ring versus Luchasaurus. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Adam Copeland in ring against Luchasaurus on a special Tuesday Dynamite next week. Um, speaking of making the comment about Edge, MJF at the media scrum. He, t- he says uh, about the different people that were there, and he says, you know, Edge, all that, and Tony is sitting there, and he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. 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 And MJF kind of rolls his eyes and goes, Adam Copeland, <laughs> and goes from there. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I made a comment. I think Edge, Adam Copeland, mm-hmm. is going to be better for AEW than uh, CM Punk, Phil Brooks ever I was. I 100% agree. You know, uh, I think... I think the pop for Punk coming back obviously was better, but it's Punk, right? He'd been out for years. Let's, it was in Chicago. Yeah, all this. Let's, kind let's of stuff, not forget right? this was Punk coming back after being gone for seven seven years, years in Chicago. In Chicago, which is sure. Punk's mecca. Like you're not gonna beat that. There, there's a list of people that can beat that pop. Mm-hmm. One of their names is Dwayne Johnson. And the other person's name is Steve Austin. Those are the only two people who I think are going to be able to beat Punk's pop in Chicago. Right. I, <laughs> so, you know, I, I think I think Adam Copeland is by far the better the better person for AEW. Yeah. Uh, in the long run. So I and here, Adam Copeland doesn't mind laying down for the younger talent. For sure. I mean. In his most recent run with WWE, he did. His second to last match, he laid down for Grayson. Or no, no, he didn't. He beat Grayson he beat Waller. Grayson Waller. But he let Grayson Waller run ranch, ranched yeah. all over him. You yes. Know. Uh, and then his last match, he lost to Sheamus, which isn't exactly laying down for the, the younger talent. But, you know. But that's that was more of a, hey, thank you for your yes. service kind of Copeland, thing. Adam Copeland is going to be good for AEW. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot to talk about on the, the actual shows this week. Other than, like I said, we mentioned earlier collision, uh, something's up with FDR, obviously. Yeah. And I was looking online, like you, you heard earlier, nothing new, uh, just Dax Shepard saying top guys out, which he said, we say Shepherd. top guys, we say top guys out all the time. We're yeah. not going anywhere. Dax Harwood. Sorry. Dex Shepard is a <laughs> is a weird actor. Um, so I don't know where that came from. So we watched Fastlane tonight. We did. Uh what and I think I said I called it serviceable earlier. Um there there wasn't there weren't any bad moments, but there weren't any standout, oh my god, I'm gonna remember this moment yeah. forever type things. Um all right, so before Fastlane starts, we actually get the debut, the television debut of Jade Cargill. We, we do. Uh, who did she, she beat up? Like, she came out in a match on the pre-show? No, no. She she got out of a car. And then she walked, walked, like walked to the ring and got involved in nope. the, the triple nope. threat? Nope, nope. Or, she got out of a car. She shook hands with Triple H. And, but she and, was at least that, wearing like like a Versace coat or, you know, she looked like she was coming from the club. She was wearing her or, ring gear that looked like a silver bikini. Hmm. All right. Yeah. They they did nothing other than here she is. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. So, whatever. Um, well, I mean, it's like we talked about, too. Uh, I think WWE is going to do Jade a whole lot of good. I hope it does, at least. With the Performance yeah. Center, um, since AEW doesn't have something like that, I, I really, really hope that she goes into the Performance Center. She gets better as a wrestler because I've said it once. I'll say it a million times. She has the look and she has the attitude of an absolute star. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't have the in-ring capabilities yeah. of it. You know, we we talked about it before. What we need to do is, of course, they're going to debut her on Monday Night Raw, of course, uh, or or SmackDown, whatever. That that is where they're going to debut her. I understand that. I I, I would argue differently, but I understand that. Yeah. Now, what they need to do is she does not tour with Raw. Yeah. She shows up Monday for Raw, and then she goes back and she works the rest of the week at the Performance Center. Right. Working out, doing her stuff, and then hopefully she shows steady improvement and she becomes the star that we all think that she is. You know, she she has the potential to be one of the biggest women's wrestling stars ever. She really, really does. Uh, Then we get into the show. So, again, in the pre-show, there were no matches. Yeah, none. So, yeah, we start out with the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. The Judgment Day versus Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. Mm-hmm. Decent match. Yeah. It I, didn't I, grab I, my I, attention at the beginning, but as the match went on, it got and started to build steam. It seemed like they started slow, and then they built steam later on. kind of did. And then we get to the end, your winners, and new WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champions, Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso. Yeah, there there was minimal interference here. This goes to what I was talking about earlier. The amount of interference in this match was good. Yeah. Uh, Dominic and Rhea come down like three quarters of the way through the match. Mm -hmm. They kind of stayed out of it for the most part. Um, Rhea, JD McDonough, they, they started joining. They started out with Rhea and Dominic coming down. Rhea kind of put on this sultry, seductive face look, you know, looking yeah, at Jay. Well, they've been, that's been happening on Raw. Yeah. Uh, they've, it's also been happening a little bit on Twitter. Yeah. But they they did that, so that was the first kind of little distraction. And then Dominic got involved. JD McDonough came out at one point. They started really started interfering. Yeah, and it turned when McDonough missed hitting Cody with was is the briefcase, and ended up hitting uh, Damian Priest's leg, which had been worked on the entire night. That had been Cody's strategy. Priest was standing on the. Announced table. Announced table. Yeah. So as soon as this happened, Cody breaks out of the, the kind of hole that Priest had him in and hits the crossroads on the announce table. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in the ring, Jay hit a super kick and the splash Then on Finn. We then end up getting to towards the finish. We got a really cool 1D Cody Cutter combo. Yeah, which, which should have been the finish. Yeah. But it wasn't. Cody... Powers up, 
grabs Finn mm. and hits him with a crossroads yeah. for the one, two, three. Sure, whatever. I, I would have gone with the t- the tag team move because right. tag team. Yeah. But. And you know, at this point, you know, we're sitting here and we're talking about it that, okay, this sets up Priest to cash in later, right? Yeah. This is the first match of the night. The main event is Shinsuke versus Seth in a last man standing match. Mm. So, okay, this is going to be the first one. Rhea's already made the comment, you know, when she was talking to Dom about if you don't get your belt back, uh, you know, mommy's not going to be happy. You're going to be out, basically. Um, yeah. So, but we'll, we'll, that's what we figured. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk more about that in a minute. We have the Latino world order of uh, Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar mm-hmm. versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Yep. Uh, they have a, a six man. Supposed to have been a six man. It starts out as a two on three. Because Ray was not able to get anybody to to come to his aid. Yeah, there's like a little backstage segment where he says, I called him, I texted him. You know, he didn't answer the phone. He hadn't returned my texts. Yeah. But don't worry, he'll be here. Yeah. So they go. Um, of course, the Street Profits and Lashley are dominating the match. Escobar and Ray get get offense in from time to time, so it's it's an interesting visual fun match. Yeah, but overall the numbers game. Yeah, the, it's the numbers game, and Ray's kind of laid out in the middle of the ring. Escobar is out on the ringside. Yeah, they're you know obviously very close to losing the match. Mm-hmm. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Here comes Carlito. Yeah, well, making. They didn't do the I spit in yeah. the face thing, but it, it was his it music. pops up on the thing, and there's his music. Yeah, and out comes Carlito looking jacked. Dude, Carlito <laughs> looked as big as Bobby Lashley. Yeah, not as well-defined, but as as bulky. Um, he goes, and he clears the ring. Yep. He gets the win. Yep, hits the backstabber on yeah. Montez, I think. Yeah, I think it was Tez. Uh, and um, gets the win. Uh, throughout all of this, we have Xavier Woods running around giving everyone pizzas. Yeah, Pizza from Hut. Pizza Hut. Apparently a big sponsor. Uh, Xavier is wearing this old school classic Pizza Hut windbreaker. Yep. Uh, is there's a there's a backstage segment where him and Booker T and Wade Barrett yep. talk about pizza and end up ordering it. Then he come then then uh, Xavier comes out to ringside and gives Michael Cole and Corey Graves a big dinner box. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> um, at some point, I don't remember exactly when we end up having, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Pat, uh, Pat McAfee. It was right before the, n- what's the next match on the card? The next one on the card is the women's match. Okay. So it was after this. Okay. So we have the women's match. We have the women's match. Before which is, it, there was a segment where EO Sky told Bailey and Dakota she didn't want them out there. Yeah. So we have EO Sky versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. Great match. Really good match. Really good match. Like, there I was, thought it was going to be over in like 20 seconds because Asuka yeah. missed Charlotte like within 20, 30 seconds and yeah. then rolls her up. It would have been, that would have been amazing. I would have been frustrated, but I think it also yeah. would have been it storytelling wise, it would have been amazing. But we got a really good match. Yeah. Everybody got a chance to shine here. Uh 
no interference from the, the majority of the match. Yeah, there was only interference, like, right at the end. Right at the end. And uh, it wasn't even major interference. No. EO was... EO was down. Charlotte had put Asuka in the figure eight. Well, well EO was EO was down and looking hurt, and Bailey came out to check on her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to start with, yeah. And... Eo's like Bailey, don't go. I don't want you out here. And Charlotte hits her, which yep. lays her out. She gets back. Charlotte and Oscar do their thing. Ends up with Charlotte with Oscar in the figure eight. Mm-hmm. Bailey distracts the ref while this is going on. Oscar taps to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And then EO comes from the top rope onto Charlotte. It's the moonsault it's, onto Charlotte. Yeah. One, two, three. And still, yeah. EO's guy. Bailey puts the belt around EO's waist and they hug. Because apparently there was a miscommunication somewhere where Bailey said something and they played it off as a mistranslation. Yeah. Uh, but they're still friends. Yay. Yeah. So uh, probably on SmackDown or, yeah, SmackDown. Uh, Bailey will turn on EO. Yeah, we're we're gonna see Bailey turn on EO, and I'm fine with that. I like EO as a face better than I do as a heel. She worked this match for the most part as a, as a face until the very end when she took yeah. advantage. Uh, but all that being said, it was a good match. Then we get Pat McAfee making a surprise appearance. Yeah, he shows up with the the Indianapolis Colts uh, mm. NFL cross brand belt on. Um, now this dude was at NFL or uh, college game day this morning in Texas, mm-hmm. which ends about ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. So he flew from Texas to Indy to be here. A uh, couple hour flight, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it was on a private jet, whether he paid for, for sure. it or WWE, or WWE paid or for it. Yeah. However that worked, but uh, he, he flew in. Yeah, he introduces Cena. Uh, then LA Knight comes out to a mm-hmm. pop. Just as big as Cena's. Yeah. Uh, then the yeah. bloodline comes out. So, we have the... This match goes on. Cena gets beat up. It is very odd saying Cena was the heat generator. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did some, some callbacks, visually, at least to me, to Cena Umaga. Uh, which is impossible to do because, or I'm sorry, it's impossible not to do because right. Solo Sokoa is he Umaga. a lot like him, yeah. Well, I mean, he is, his character is Umaga. Yeah. Very quiet. <laughs> Uses the spike. Yeah, big yeah. Samoa dude. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Without all of the racial overtones right. that Umaga had. Right. Solo is Umaga. And, and the Usos... I haven't necessarily heard uh, Solo talk about it much, but I know for Jimmy and Jay, they didn't look up to Rikishi as their wrestling idol. Mm-hmm. It was their uncle. It was Umaga. Yeah. I, I forget what his... Uh, yeah. But uh, so that's why they do the, the thing in the corner, the butt thing in the corner, yeah. it's because that's what Umaga did. And so... Cena is getting beat down. He's just getting destroyed over and over again. There were a couple of false hot tags. Yep. One where the ref didn't even like refs like nope nope I no, didn't, didn't see tag. it so it doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, which is 
the dumbest thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. It, it is a dumb trope. <laughs> Cena finally gets the, the hot tag. In comes LA Knight, and he lays waste. He cleans house, yeah. You know, he sure. cleans house. There's a little more back and forth. Cena gets back involved for a little bit. You end up with a five-knuckle shuffle. Yep. That leads into the blunt force trauma. Yep. And the one, two, three. And, and you have Paul Heyman looking disappointed. Yeah. In fact, as they, were, as they were leaving the arena area... Paul is on his cell phone, standing yeah. by Solo, and Jimmy ain't standing there. Yeah. Uh, and they made comment a few times here that Roman Reigns will be on SmackDown on Friday. Yeah, they're 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 promoting SmackDown Friday is going to be the season premiere for yeah. SmackDown. Sure. Like I've season never premiere for a show that never ends. I've I've never what? understood that, but it it is a thing that they do. And so we're finally going to see Roman Reigns for the first time in 12 months. Yeah. Um, you know, or like, I, I don't even think he's been on TV since uh SummerSlam. Yeah. So So we're going to we're going to see see Roman back. Yeah. He's going to read Jimmy the Riot Act and then offer Jimmy hope and we're going to continue along doing the exact same thing that we've been doing now all Probably. year. Um this takes us into well before well, that we there have a there is a segment. there's a backstage segment and it is Judgment Day, and Damien is no tonight's tonight. I am he's he's hobbled. He's he's yeah. hobbling on his knee. I am going to leave here. In. I'm leaving the champion. I'm not leaving here without About. something. Yeah, and everybody's trying to talk him down. He's like, no, no, no. And then Rhea walks up, and she's like, tonight's not the night. Tonight, yeah, you're hurt. It's not you're the hurt. night. You said you were going to wait until the moment was right. Yeah, seen it. You're the one who wanted to take this thing slow. And he's still kind of like bitching a little bit. And she goes, briefcase, and holds out her hand. Yeah. <laughs> she is very much the mommy of Judgment Day. Yeah. And I'm there for it. Then we get our match. Which I'm glad they did this segment. Yeah. You know, just real quick before we go and do it. Because, again, this main event is a last man standing match. Whoever wins this match is still going to have had the hell beat out yeah. of them. Yeah. So it would have been the perfect opportunity to cash in. And it still could be. Get the belt. Because this could be a ploy. Yeah. Could be. It could be. It just, could be. You know, You're right. It we're could we're be. trying to show. So we go into our main no event. Spoilers. The World Heavyweight Championship, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm not going to go ahead and play this out like it was. They, they didn't cash in. There, there was no cash there in throughout no cash this in. entire match. There was some spots where it could have looked cool. But they decided not to go that route. And Shinsuke and, and Seth beat the hell out of each other. This was a really good match. Uh, last man standing matches have, have, the op- have the potential to be just awful. Yeah. See Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens Which a few years ago. wasn't bad until they stopped the count. Yeah. On a- so yeah, like there there are potentials in these matches. There's so many potentials for things to go wrong when you start trying to get outside of the, you know, what can we do to make this just not a street fight? They didn't um, bother this time. They didn't bother this time. Which this I time was, was just I, I enjoyed. We are going to beat the hell out of each other. Shinsuke pulled out nunchucks. <laughs> Shinsuke pulled, and 
they they just beat the hell out of each other. Not going to go through each and every spot. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of spots. Shinsuke pulling out nunchucks. Very cool. He's pretty good at using them. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the he mist. tried to choke, um, you know, tried to choke Seth using the nunchucks. Just like all Japanese wrestlers, he is venomous. Yes. He sprayed his, his, his red mist, which... I wonder what the difference in his red mist and Asuka's blue mist and Muda's green mist. and There's been some black mist in the black past. Black mist, uh, which it really concerns me because I didn't realize that Malachi Black and Julia Hart were Japanese, but okay. Um, I think it's, you know, like virus. They were able to, I, I'm, I feel that feels weird. So, and like we are very close to crossing a line that neither like, of us want right. to cross. Like there was a really, <laughs> there was a really cool spot in this match where Seth is up on the ladder. Yeah. Shinsuke climbs up the other side of it and blows the mist in Seth's face, who falls backwards through the announce table. And then you get this really cool camera shot of Seth laying there, like arms and legs out, covered in red mist, which looked like blood. It looked just like blood. If you told me that it was a blood pack that he sprayed instead of. 100% believe. Yeah. You know. Um, And we thought, okay, that that probably should be where it ends. But nah, Seth gets up. Well,. Seth, Seth's get, Seth gets up, and at that point, I turn and I look at you, made the call, yeah. and I'm like, "So Seth Seth's wins. winning this, right? Because you don't do that spot and then and lose, have him lose." Um, so we end up out in the crowd. Uh, they fight a little bit on one of the like the the concrete barrier outside of the railing between the chairs, and then the match is over. Yep, like it was very quickly over there. there Seth does a blue thunder bomb, a Falcon arrow through a table mm. and Shinsuke can't reach the 10 count. Uh, so one first time a Falcon arrow has ever won a match in history yep. of ever. Um, and two, it just seemed, we were talking about it. It seemed like it just ended like, yeah. Hey guys, now, you got five, four, three, two. I don't know. You know, I don't know where they could have gone from there. I don't either. Honestly, it just seemed like a very mundane yeah. ending to this brutal match. And maybe that's maybe that's us having been conditioned to how last man standing matches normally work with either some kind of chicanery. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, tape your legs to the things you can't stand up or, you know, the, the handcuffs or, you know, things of that nature. It just... Maybe it's the fact that a Falcon Arrow has never beaten anybody in the history of ever. It so I, it almost makes me wonder, and and I hope that this is not the case. I I hope that all, everything that happened with Judgment Day is kayfabe. Mm-hmm. But it almost makes me wonder if yeah. they had planned because this ended five minutes early. Ended about five, yeah, it was uh, uh, yeah, five to ten five minutes, to minutes early. early. And uh, so it makes so me. It does make it me make wonder. me wonder if they. You know, Damien truly injured, and they're not sure how injured he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe so. not. Maybe not injured, injured, but maybe like when he was moving his leg along with the briefcase, it got tweaked. Yeah. Um, it does kind of make me wonder if the cash in was planned mm. and something. Yeah. Because we had made the comment earlier that. We talked about Shinsuke possibly winning, and you said, and I, I, I agree, unfortunately, that WWE doesn't see Shinsuke as a champion. They don't. Um, and and I can see Shinsuke as a champion. 
I think he'd be a great champion. Yeah, for sure. WWE doesn't see him as a champion. Um, if this whole story with Seth and his back is real, and it's not just part of the story they're telling, I could see Seth maybe wanting some time off. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so Shinsuke, this was before the show started, so it's like, yeah. all right, Shinsuke could win. Then when they did Judgment Day as the first match, it's like, okay, we're probably going to see a cash in here. It, it's not going to matter whether Seth or Shinsuke wins. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins is about to get, you know, knocked back out and covered. Which, honestly, uh, seeing the ending, you have Seth standing up just in front of the crowd. There's a crowd of people surrounding him. And I, I turned to you and I said, imagine how cool it would be if you see Finn and Dom yeah. just materialize out of the crowd. Yep. Attack him. Attack him. There we go. Throw him in the ring. Damien hits him with the briefcase, hands it to the ref. Yep. Bellows rung. Damien it's, hits a boot. Yeah. One, two, three, or, or whatever. South of and, heaven or, you yeah. know. Because so. it would have been great. I, I enjoyed tonight's show. Yeah, I thought there it was. There was nothing wrong was, with it. I thought it was, it was uh, again, to use the term again, serviceable. It was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Every match on this card was a solid between C plus and B. Yeah. I don't think there were any A matches. But on the same token, there weren't anything below a C on this show. Yeah. Um, Great middle of the road. Hey, this was a pay-per-view. Yeah. uh, That happened. Uh, I would have enjoyed... uh, I would have enjoyed one more women's match. That would have been cool. Uh, there, there will there will never be a trivia match, a, a trivia question about this pay per view. No. Let's put it that way. the The only trivia question about this pay per view that could ever even come up is who did LA Knight team with? Yeah, on Fastlane twenty twenty three. Yeah, uh, was it The Rock? Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, with. All I of that. That's I don't pretty think... much it. We covered these pay per views. There really wasn't much in the way of wrestling news for the week. Yeah, I, nothing um, really. So we are going to say our hey, <laughs> you should go to McNarb Gaming and buy yeah. some nerdy stuff. Absolutely. Um, they got dice. They got some really cool dice over there. I don't know if you've seen them, mm-hmm. but they're they're like oblong shape and they jingle. I'm honestly and... surprised you haven't bought out the stock that they have because I don't think you've seen them. Mystery dice. They, it, it's bags. They're like 20 bucks. You get a set of dice of, okay. of either common, uncommon, rare, or mythic. Legendary, I think is what they called it. You get a coin that's either bronze, silver, or gold that can be used per rules in any D&D game. And these coins are things like Bardic Inspiration, Action Surge, you know, these skills that the D&D classes have, you can give the coin, you can toss the coin into the pot and say, I'm using this. Yeah, but Michael, you're playing a wizard, and wizards don't have action surge. Aha, I have the coin. <laughs> so you can do that, and they come with an ice bag. If your DM approves it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but, you know, officially by by uh, Wizards of the Coast, yeah, you can use them. Yeah. Um, so they got those. Those are new in. They've got... Might have to check that out if when we leave if here. If you're somehow a Pokemon person... And listening to our podcast, they've got uh, the new Pokemon 151 stuff over there. Um, 
course, always magic cards, D&D books, board games, paint. I, I am miniatures. sad. I am sad to announce that they don't have they, any they Yu-Gi-Oh. Don't have Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, you need your nerdy stuff. Check them out. Check them out. Go get it. And if you are looking for something nice to drink, check out Big Dog Liquor. Also here in Gaucher. He's got pretty much anything. He, apparently, he, he can't get you any of this this honey liqueur that we were drinking. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the, the name of it. Baron Yager. Thank you. I, I Without seeing it, I, yeah. I had nothing. Uh, Baron Yager. Apparently, he can't get you that. But he can get you whiskey. He can get you bourbon. He can get you vodka, gin, if that's something that you want. For whatever reason. Wine. He can get you a bunch of wine. Uh, he does discounts by the case on wine. Are you a senior citizen? You can get a discount on anything. Are you military? You can get a discount. Are you military and a senior citizen? You can get you can stack that discount on Wednesdays. So check out Big Dog Liquor. He's got a great selection over there of all of the great whiskeys and other spirits of your choice. Yeah, and you know, now you've, you've got your nerdy stuff. You've got your liquory stuff. Mm-hmm. You finished listening to us first, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, give our buddies at Travelers mm-hmm. on the Omnibus a listen. You know, we mentioned uh, Brady and Jody watching Russell Dream with us last week. Yeah. Uh, they're joined by Ethan and James uh, every week where they talk about nerd stuff. A field trip through nerd and pop culture is their catchphrase that they always mess up. Um, it's funny that we say it better than they do. Right? Their their most recent episode is on uh, CG and practical effects in movies. Okay. And they go through a bunch of different movies that have, you know, for good or ill, one or the other of mm-hmm. those, or both. Uh, it's real entertaining to listen to them talking about it. So, absolutely, give that them a listen. Yeah. Definitely give them a listen. Jody has his own podcast, uh, Fearology, where he talks about his relationship with the horror genre and how that's affected him. He does deep dives into movies. He even releases some experimental music. So check out Jody on Fearology. I believe he's only available on Spotify. And then last but not least, uh, give our friends at Silence Your Cell Phone a listen. They do more just movies in general, our bingeable TV show type stuff from Netflix. Um, they are available on your favorite podcasting app, and they also have a YouTube show. Yep. So that's Kel- uh, Kevin and uh, Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I almost said Kelton, which is not right at all. Um, Who's Kelton? <laughs> right. Well, it's Kevin Shelton. So there you go. There. Okay. Um, Ke- Kevin. Or- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, give them a listen. Yeah. Uh. And I suppose, with all of that uh, clownery finished, uh, we will call it for the week. Uh, We probably won't be on next week. Uh, I won't be here. But, hey, we may have something Something able to upload. Yeah, we might have something in the the old archives that that I can pull out. So we will see. Anyway, cheers. cheers.